3: This is an exclusive. How you like that?
4: And your hosts, Gary Vaughn, Sean Garmer, and Paul (laughs) Leaser.
0: Japan Pro Wrestling.
3: Hello, and welcome to a special Wrestling Max Extra number twenty three where we are talking all about New Japan's Wrestle Kingdom 10.
0: Yeah, you know when you hear it's the most wonderful time of the year? Well, for wrestling fans, this is one of them. And that is right, it is Wrestle Kingdom 10, and we are totally excited about talking about this pay-per-view. This is one of New Japan's, actually, the big point for New Japan in their year, and man, did we get a show, and we are going to talk about it. We are going to go through each match, give you our ideas and our thoughts, and also kind of talk about what we predicted and maybe some of the things we predicted right. Uh, We're going to have a blast doing it, plus we've got some big news we're going to be uncovering that has been blasted across the airwaves the internet everything i'm sure it just this evening so we are totally going to get into that as well It's going to be a big topic you don't want to miss that and of course we have some a few other things at the end of the show that we'll get into but man i i know we have uh, a lot to talk about but before we do want to introduce everybody on the show i'm your host gary vaughn uh with me uh, our producer and our co-host sean garmer
3: what's up everybody
0: and Mr. Paul are over there hanging out. What's going on with you, bro?
5: Not a lot, man. How have you been?
0: Good. And, of course, we have Mr. Patrick Ketza. He is wrestling unwrapped. That's right. He has got his big show. He did his first episode this past week. And, of course, as part of the W2M Network, we're stoked about it. Man, Patrick, welcome to the show.
6: We were mentioning beforehand. It's great that it's not sounding awkward when you see him from that show anymore.
0: <laughs> So true. So true. You know, back then, we didn't know if we could announce it. So now we can. I have no fears. We're good, Patrick. (laughs) And of course, we can't do a New Japan pay-per-view show without our New Japan guy, right? That is right. We have Tom on the show once again. Welcome to the show, Tom.
7: Hey, guys. Happy New Year.
0: Ah, man. Happy New Year to you, too. And man, I'm excited. Not only do we have a great panel here uh, to talk New Japan... Wrestle Kingdom 10, uh, but we've got a lot of cool stuff that we're going to get into that I'm really, really excited about it. So, let's don't delay it any longer. Let's go ahead and get into this thing, and let's go ahead and kick it off with the uh, first part of Wrestle Kingdom 10.
5: Paul. Yeah. I didn't know if you had a playthrough or anything like that. So, um, did uh, did anybody here watch the New Japan Rumble besides me? <laughs> uh,
3: I watched, well, I watched it. <laughs>
0: Patrick, anybody? I watched
6: I watched as much as I could. We were still having trouble with uh, New Japan World during the Rumble.
0: How about you, Tom? Did you watch it? Yeah, I watched it. Me too. So we've got at least, at least three of us, Paul, it looks like, that have watched it in full. I, I sure did.
5: Okay, that's, that's good. Uh, Jado wins here. Uh, there's a whole bunch of people in this. It's, uh, it's an entertaining time. Uh, Mostly because Cheeseburger, but... <laughs> and
3: Haku, don't forget about Haku.
5: Well, that was just cool. I mean, I'm surprised everybody didn't run out of the ring whenever Haku came into the ring, but mostly Cheeseburger here, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: what would you guys think? What would you think, Tom?
7: I enjoyed it, because, you know, these things are like, you know, nostalgia things, so it's just fun to see the older guys, you know. It's got to go way back. So for me, it seemed like Kabuki, Koshinaka... Even here at you Sayido, know, you know, and, yes, Cheeseburger was entertaining.
0: Uh, Tom. I really thought I, – I thought we were going to come back to Cheeseburger and Liger. I really did. Yes. <laughs> I really wondered. I really did. But, you know, it, it was just nice to see those guys, you know, in there for such a long time. I was really concerned Cheeseburger was going to be in and out, you know, and uh, he was – thank God, you know, a lot of this, you know, rumble um and and the one thing i i mean i i just got to ask this question tom you you followed this product for so long Uh what do you think about having the legend the guy that debuted in 1964 kabuki right as a part of this uh, rumble i mean that's it just it's to me it was amazing you talk about uh ford you are is that who he, i'm sorry yeah, i got you are yeah i apologize ford you are yeah yeah yeah, it's
7: always fun seeing him because he always cracks me up. You know, it's just like, you know, you're just shooter and everything. But um, he was great. He was cool here. You know, just him, but he was actually great in the Tenure uh, Retirement Show a couple months back.
0: Mm. See, I didn't know that. See, and that's why I I have to go to you, Tom. So <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate the corrections. You know, I, I'm probably the least you know uh, yeah, I mean, worthy you guy.
3: Know, at least. <laughs> He's better than uh, Kabuki, who looks like he really shouldn't be out there anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: uh, I mean, I, 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 Paul, I mean, watching this, I mean, did you enjoy as much as I did? Because I'm sorry. I, the one thing to, uh, that I think about this, Paul, is I'm thinking, okay, the Royal Rumble for WWE is right around the corner. This is New Japan's Royal Rumble in the way. I'm already like, screw the Royal Rumble we've got with WWE. I love this. I don't care if it's a kickoff (laughs) match or what. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I love the legends. You're never going to get that with WWE. This is awesome, if you ask me.
5: Yeah, I mean, this is also just a fun little thing to sort of warm up the crowd some. Uh, Fujiwara was cool. Kabuki, I'm surprised, can still walk at this point. Um, Yes. There's some other guys that uh, you know were cool, you know, like uh, Koshinaka, who you know got to have a a fun little bit with uh, Taguchi, and maybe have might have made him the most entertained, uh, the entertaining I've ever seen in my life. Uh, Dorada looking awesome. Uh, I, you know, for a long time, I really thought they were gonna let Cheeseburger win, Uh, and honestly, I think I would have preferred that over (laughs) Jado.
3: Yoshihashi uh, looked like he wanted to be anywhere but there. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> Feel <laughs> bad for the guy.
0: Oh man,
7: yeah. He was so excited David. coming out.
3: <laughs> he just oh, had this like terrible scowl on his face. Like, <laughs> you've got to be kidding me! I'm out here with these freaking old ass guys.
0: <laughs> oh man, uh, Patrick. I mean, did you see anything in this match that you were like, third, You know, thoroughly excited about anything you were. You know, kind of wondering, I don't know. Oh, cheeseburger far and away.
6: (laughs) He was the best part of the whole damn match. Um, I mean, like you said, it was, you know, cool to see uh, all the old-timers, like seeing Fujiwara and everything. Um, It it, it almost is the uh, WrestleMania 17 gimmick battle royal, but done right. Mm
4: -hmm.
3: Yeah, that's what it reminded me. It was not, like last year, it was more like an actual Royal Rumble this year, it was much more like that gimmick battle because they had guys coming in every like 10 seconds. It's like,
0: yeah. That's what made it exciting for me, I guess. I don't know. I, maybe I was just in a good mood, man. I, I, I must have been. I, I just really enjoyed it. I think the legends part really excited me because, you know, like I said, it, you know, in America, WBE, you don't see, you see legends, but let's be honest, you don't see legends from way back when. You don't see that happen. They kind of regulate it my god it took them they still won't like jake the snake Roberts, in wb's rumble so it was nice to see this where a lot of legends could be a part of it even if they didn't do a whole lot even like haku um i don't know i either really enjoyed it i know it's a throwaway gimmick match but to me it was a blast
5: yeah i completely agree uh great great way to kick off the show the not so great part follows with the weird commercial part which i'm not even going to dean to talk about Oh, <laughs> so God. let's just get into the show. <laughs>
3: Jeez. Uh,
5: we open the show with the, the four-way tag team match for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team titles. Uh, Red Dragon Defense against Matt Seidel and Ricochet, Rapogne Vice, and the Young Bucks. Uh, with the Young Bucks ending up winning the match, pinning Rocky Romero uh, to, to win the belts back again. Uh, fourth time, third, third, fourth time, something like that. Anyways, cool. I thought the match was really fun. Uh, it's a fun sprint, about 17 minutes. Uh, but, uh, I, you know, we'll uh, shoot it at Tom.
7: I think a good way to put it, it's a fun sprint. Um, I love Rocky Romero in this match. guy's awesome. They couldn't have pulled that 2 spot off without him. All eight guys. But um, the flip dive by Ricochet once again, that was incredible. I really thought that Vice was going to win, but Bucks won. It was a good opener.
5: Mm. Shoot, uh, Patrick.
7: Um, you
6: know, like, like like you guys said, and I think also this got like almost double the time that the uh, similar match had gotten for uh, Wrestle Kingdom nine last year. Um, but personally, out of the four teams here, the Young Bucks. And, and I'm saying this as someone who does like the Young Bucks, I don't think they needed to win. They really didn't. I think, you know, having the, if the junior uh, uh, Tag League uh, winners, uh, Sidell and Ricochet had won it, being the only team that hadn't won it, you know, uh, uh, the titles yet, if they had won it, I think it would have meant more. But to me, this just, Seemed like the young bucks were winning just so the bullet club would have with uh, uh just say they got a big title win you know at, at the end of the night no matter how anything else finished
4: mm-hmm.
5: all right that's certainly a fair point uh i know i mean i picked the bucks to win this just because new japan doesn't seem to want to keep those belts on anybody for a long period of time uh but but gary what'd you think about this match
0: you know i thought it was really well done i really enjoyed it for the most part i mean i I just thought you know all these guys and everything that they did like you know let's just be honest paul you said it was going to be the flippies right and and it sometimes it ended up being that way but i I just i I think the energy that all everyone brought it was exciting um Japan, really the the young bucks winning did not bother me any um i kind of figured that they were on an upswing i mean they just signed a deal uh with new japan um, they had the whole thing going with them. So to me, it makes a little bit of sense here. Uh, but really, any of these teams winning would have made me happy. I, I can't lie. So I really didn't have a dog in the fight. I just sat back and enjoyed it.
5: Yeah. Sean, yeah, you want to put a
3: bow on this? Uh, I mean, it was actually like, you know, I, I, th- I kind of didn't care too much for it. Like, I didn't think it was that great when I first watched it live. Then when I rewatched it, I, I really enjoyed it, and I liked it the most because it wasn't uh, the Flippies. Uh, I like the fact that they had Flippies, and it made sense, sort of. They also had, like, the Young Bucks actually working holds, and it felt more like a match, and I think we nobody's talked about it, but it was a shiny moment for Cody Hall. I mean, yeah, uh, the razor's edge that he does to Ricochet, uh, I mean, I was scared for Ricochet because the guys actually had to hold him up because he didn't get any air on the Razor's edge. But, uh, you know, that's another thing for another day. He uh, – I that was cool because he got great heat for that segment. Normally I'd hate it, you know, the fact that he got involved, but it kind of all made sense. It went into the finish uh, and total young bucks to, like, steal steal a move from somebody else and then do their own to cap it off and win, you know.
5: Right
0: the one thing i i have I mean, i'm sorry I, I may have missed someone talking about this but did we talk about the the group getting together and romero being left out
3: <laughs> oh for the suplex spot, the maybe? suplex i love the
0: suplex spot oh, and I'm, i
3: love the uh the, the <laughs> most that the crowd got up for was the forever clothesline spot that he did yeah which was great yeah. you know so
0: yeah so i mean that was one point i'm sorry silly as it may be that's what another thing that adds upon this i love the comedy portion of this that's what really it was more entertaining than it was anything like you know the flippy stuff was not heavy but at the same point it was entertaining without that so
5: yeah i mean and i think the other part that interested me was that you know the fans were totally up on rocky romero like they always are but i think they were entertained by the rest of the gang here too um, not to say that a lot of these guys are certainly strangers to him, but uh, I felt like they were more involved in this match than, uh, it felt like they were in the last year's, uh, four way tag match. So, I mean, I that was a nice bonus for me as well. Um, but let's go ahead and move on to the six man tag team match for the no- newly made never open-weight six man tag team titles. Uh, Toriano brings in the Briscoes to take on the bullet club B team and bad luck. Folly Tamatanga and Yujiro Takahashi. Uh, this was kind of meh for me, but, uh, what'd you think, Tom?
7: I think Fella should never wear white pants again. <laughs> Amen. He looked like one of that headhunters out there. I don't know if you guys remember those guys, but they're just, like, big yeah, fat guys. Yeah, they used to be them. that's what, like you said, it was just meh. It was there. There's nothing really wrong with it, but it was all right, um... I thought the Briscoes were good. I like how uh, Briscoe got the focus toward the end, you know, to get all their big stuff in.
5: Mm-hmm.
7: So hopefully, they're you know hopefully they a big part of New Japan going forward. Uh,
5: the door is certainly open for that, and uh, which we'll talk about later. But I th- I think this whole match was sort of geared as an introduction to the Briscoes because uh, I felt like they controlled a good portion of the match. But that might just be. What do you think, Patrick? Uh,
6: no, I I absolutely agree surprised you know that that they would get a title on their essentially their debut in new japan but um i i was almost dead certain that this was going to bullet club um mostly the the one main thing i got out there is what the hell is the name of takahashi's arm candy because my god
5: <laughs> shiori is her name but <laughs>
6: Um, but I mean, I, I, I didn't think it was that bad of a match, but I think it was so different from the previous match that it kind of went, okay, hang on, wait, what are we seeing here now? Mm-hmm. And, and kind of made for kind of an awkward phase, I think.
5: Almost a, a palate cleanser, I would say. What, would, yeah. what, would you, uh, what do you think, Gary?
0: You know, I, I you know I'm kind of like you guys on this. I, it was a decent match. Um, I enjoyed seeing the Briscoes in, in this format, especially against uh, th- this Bullet Club. And you know, I, I think that for the most part, we got some spots that were entertaining. Uh, I, I love. I'm trying to remember the pinpoint at the time, but it's something silly. But at the same point, uh, when we had Mark. Uh, to kind of take out somebody, and he ran by out of nowhere and went, eee! That was so fun, because the announcers even kind of popped for it a little bit. Um, but besides that, I mean, we had some things in this match that we're, were decent, but nothing to blow you out of the water. Just very average. But, okay, I, I don't, once again, don't have a problem with the Briscoes, uh, and y'all winning this. Uh, this, you know, this, these titles, this new triple titles that New Japan has. It's just the fact that um, I kind of get everybody's point where Bullet Club seems like the team that you're going to point your finger at. Why didn't they get it?
5: That's a that's a fair point, uh, and certainly something that I would agree with because Tomatonga needs some gold, in my opinion. But Sean, uh, what do you think about this guy?
3: Uh, I actually uh like this. You know, you had a little bit of everything. Um, you didn't have anything like where uh, Yano and uh, Briscoe's did anything together until the finish, sort of. But it kind of allowed each person to have their little moment. You know, you had Yano do his thing. Uh, Yano looks uh, incredibly weird with just the black hair. Uh, it, that kind of threw me off for a little while. <laughs> but it, I, I really like that Mark got his time. You know, Jay came in at the end and got his uh, moment there, and then Yano got to kind of have his little thing where he did the break and got everybody into it. And uh, I love the, the ending with him hitting them with a chair and, and them doing the doomsday device and they win. I mean, and Brisco's Briscoes win the, the first ever six man, you know, of anybody you think Yano, he's not winning a title, right? And then he wins and it's like, wow. All right. <laughs> this is happening.
5: It, it is indeed happening.
0: Uh, <laughs> and how, how does this work though I'm sorry Paul i just, I got to ask before we get out of this how does this work so the Briscoes are going to have to defend these right and how regular will they defend these with Yano
5: I, I mean they have the, uh, the shows in Japan for Ring of Honor coming up in February uh, I'm sure Yano might make the trip over for the anniversary show a lot of the uh, New Japan talent is, is on for that uh, but that's, that's, that would be my thinking
0: Okay, I mean, you make a great point there, and I wasn't—I th- really kind of blanked on the Ring of Honor. I actually, will be going over there. You're correct on that. So, but their working relationship works, and that's fine. I think that, that makes sense. I just was a little bit concerned, like, uh, would they be able to, you know, put those titles up for grabs very much? And it looks like they will be able to. Uh, uh, the it, first half of the year.
5: Yes. Sorry. I, I mean, I don't imagine it's going to be a long reign for these three, to be honest with you. Uh, but I mean, the, the biggest thing I want to know coming out of this match is who watched this on English commentary, because Striker made a very, very plain fat joke about falle eating too much over the holiday break and putting on about 20 pounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the train wreck I... would not end here. <laughs> oh my oh, God.
3: Gosh. I, I really wish I hadn't listened to it in English commentary, just... Like Paul said, this was the beginning of a total train wreck for most of this show for the English commentary. Uh,
0: I just got to say this, and I'm going to ask you guys the same question. I was thinking to myself, okay, so compared to what they had last year with JR and Stryker, where at times they were kind of lost, well, since JR was new to the product, but not only that, they had no idea what was coming next. They were out of the loop, there was no truck for them, they were just on their own. Um, so saying that compared to this year, I, I, I still kind of leaning towards last year, even though I kind of like Kevin Kelly, kind of like, I love striker. I'm a striker fan, even though everybody else hates him. Um, and the Yoshi was the one that threw me off the most guys. It was because he was supposed to be the translator and it was like, they had to remind him every time. Hey, what does that mean? Just do it. Yoshi. Tell us what they say. Come on.
5: Yoshi also wins for just simply boldface answering questions with yes or no, and that's it.
0: Oh, Jesus.
5: Might have been I, my favorite part of the evening.
6: <laughs> I was legitimately at some point waiting for Yoshitatsu to ask, how much does this guy
3: weigh? <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. wow. No, and then, I mean, like, Yoshitatsu just. Mike Striker would throw to him, and he'd be like, yes. <laughs> Come on. <Yep. laughs> <laughs> so
0: bad. I, I don't like those guys. Oh, I, I did not like that. Oh, Why didn't you like that? I did, no, I did, not, I did not like it. <laughs>
5: what? Clearly commentator of the year is what we're trying to tell you folks at home. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. We, we got some more matches to get to. Jay Lethal is up next defending that ROH world title against Michael Elgin. And this is the first match that perplexed me as far as booking choices go. Uh, because lethal retains here, and I was totally not expecting that. What, were you, Tom?
7: No, I wasn't expecting that at all. Um, this was the first of the surprises for finishes go, which I'll kind of get to later as to why I think so. But um, I thought it was a good match that probably would have played better in a smaller building because you know Elgin's over, but nobody really knows lethal. Mm-hmm. I mean, the match, were, the match was still really good. The finish was—I thought the finish kind of good, even though it's interference. So I'm not really for the interference in Japan, but it was still pretty cool. You know, Truth Martini had his book there in Japanese, so. Um, yeah, it was yeah, good. Be- you know, it's a typical outed match with the power moves and all that.
5: Yeah, and the crowd totally ate up those power moves, and also you know a tip of the hat to Martini for getting the book of Truth in Japanese, because that was just a win all the way around. Um, but, I mean, this is totally An ROH match just happening to take place At Wrestle Kingdom Which I don't know if I'm a giant Fan of Seeing as we've already gotten shenanigans in the other two matches And maybe that's just the direction where New Japan's Going, but uh, what are your thoughts on this, Patrick?
6: I I, I think The, the match plays it was specifically Because you had just seen the title Change for the first match You had just seen a brand new title So it had to change for the second match And with the fact that eight out of the nine matches on this card were title matches. It's like eventually you had to get a title retention and this just happened to be it. I I think it's mostly what it was. Um, The match itself, I I had absolutely no gripes about it. I thought it was a, a decent enough match short for Ring of Honor title match standards. But when you look at all the other matches on this card, you can understand why. So, Um, I, I was kind of surprised that Truth Martini was out there and I figured if they had Truth Martini, why they also bring Taylor Hendricks with? But I mean, other than that, um, you know, Elgin, you know, Elgin looked like Elgin, which is usually very strong, very powerful. He looked great, lethal, uh, you know, did did the best that he could as well. And I, I was absolutely okay with the match.
5: Yeah, I mean, I have no problems with the match itself. Just the the booking sort of perplexes me here with Lethal Retain. This this, I don't know why you would want to do this here if you didn't want to have Elgin win on the big stage. But how about you, Gary?
0: You know the Elgin thing doesn't. I don't know. It doesn't bother me, but at the same point, I totally get where you're coming from because it, it, this is the perfect place. He did such a great job at the G1 tournament. I mean, he was a big deal. Um, they love him over there. At, you know, a portion of the crowd really does dig Elegant. And so this is the time, especially if you're kind of promoting Ring of Honor here over in New Japan. It makes all the sense in the world. I, I don't understand it either. But I mean, I think I picked. In our predictions, I'm pretty sure I picked Lethal anyway, so I, I it's perplexed, really predictable. But I will say this though: I mean, Paul, Tom, you guys have already talked about this, but this was it, this was everything that a Ring of Honor match is. It's just slapped into New Japan's arena. I, I think right? the
3: one thing we're not we're forgetting here is that Michael Elgin's working without a contract with ROH right now, and they're not going to give the title to a guy that they don't know if next week he goes to NXT. Uh, sure. So, you know, and he could also sign with New Japan, where he's only a New Japan guy, uh, as well. So we need to remember that point um, that that's possible. Yeah, you know, I'm not sure if you don't want else, to do that though.
7: You could have still given him the title, given him the title today, and then he could have lost it back next month mm-hmm. during the Ring of Honor Corps.
3: Right, but then that makes the contract wouldn't have mattered then, you know, Right, but that makes Elgin feel like he has to stick around for a month. What if he doesn't want to? That's the point. Like, maybe, right. and, and, you know, to be honest, like I think that what that does for Jay Lethal as far as his character, as far as having two big wins in the matter of less than a month uh, for his title reign after he lost the TV title too, I think that helps him a lot. Uh, whereas for Elgin, does it really hurt him? It hurts as far as, like, it hurts uh, Wrestle Kingdom as having that big moment. But it's not like this this show didn't have a lot of big moments in it. Mm-hmm.
5: That's I mean, true. That's fair. And I said it on the preview, too. I, I wasn't ready for Lethal's reign to be over. It just it felt like this was the place to do it. And like I said, I mean, they are coming back here in February. I figured that would be why they would want to put it on Elgin. Because, uh, I mean, we'll get, we'll get to this later with with the news topic. But, I mean... I don't know how much they're going to want Elgin after what they did today. <laughs> so, uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. I, I have a question, Paul. I mean, this is a question I have for you. Is you know, they brought a few people over, even though they're just ringside people. Um, where the heck was Taylor Hendricks? And, you know, with Truth and all that. I mean, come on, the House of Truth. I just asked that. Did you really? I didn't hear that. Yes.
3: Well, maybe oh. she just didn't want to go over there.
0: I guess. <laughs> I. I give credit to you, man.
1: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And, uh, Patrick, I, I just, I didn't hear that. I apologize. But yeah, I mean, this is just, it's just, it boggles your mind so much. You got to ask it twice. Okay.
5: Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't have an answer Um, other than. Yeah, maybe she didn't want to go, or maybe she had another date, or she had to work, or something like that. But
0: uh, maybe she has a uh, lawsuit or something like that, or felony or something. You never know. Who knows? Who knows?
5: Yeah. Her last name's Hendrix not Hardy.
0: Oh, that's <laughs> right. I'm so sorry, confusing the two. Thank you. You Let's let's <laughs>
5: let's move on to Kenny Omega defending that IWGP juju Heavyweight Title against Kushida. Uh, did. This was a really fun match. I felt like that found its way towards the end. Uh, there's, there's like Kushida's baseball swing here with the, the punch just straight to Omega's face was downright brutal. Uh, as he ends, up, he does end up winning the, the championship again here. Uh, I, I really like this match by the end of it though. How about you? Uh, how about you, Tom? This is where
7: the show really started to take off for me.
5: Because
7: mm. um, this match, this match was great. Christina still has the best ring entrance video in wrestling. And he added to it with the 1-4-16, which was cool. And he had his little, uh, what do you call that guy from Back to the Future? Does, uh, thing out there in the ring. That was pretty fun.
5: Yeah, Taiguchi yeah. as Dr. Yeah, Brown. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty fun. And like you said, that awesome baseball swing.
3: Yeah. <laughs> no, that like, baseball swing like was absolutely back to, awesome. Uh... That was uh, Omega's first match against Teguchi last year. So it was a nice like callback to that, Teguchi being the guy that's playing Doc Brown.
4: That's right, yeah.
7: Um This match was excellent. It's just Kushida's awesome and Omega when he doesn't do all the uh, over the top stuff, you know, the uh selling and, and the gimmick he's actually awesome in the ring and he was great here just uh, everything was great everything was great the baseball punch was just awesome um i wish he would have did a little later in the match it would have been better toward the finish but that's not really a pick or anything um i just love Kushida, just great uh i could do it without the interference of the box but whatever the match was still great and yeah, I was I'm glad not... she
5: Kushida went. Yeah, for sure. I yeah. I Kushida absolutely deserves the reign. And I mean outside interference might as well have been the theme around Wrestle Kingdom because we're gonna get more of that before this evening is over. <laughs> Patrick oh, would... Thank you. Sure. oh Patrick.
3: That's for... Oh sorry.
6: Um <laughs> I I wait Like, like uh, Tom just said I think this is where the show kind of started to kick into its next year, uh, kind of the second year, third year. And yeah, probably could have done without the young folks' interference, but at the same time I did like them drumming the uh, Terminator theme on the garbage cans,
5: Oh, that was magic.
6: Match, which, which I found to be absolutely awesome. And I'm a huge, huge Kenny Omega fan. Um, but this, this match was just amazing and yeah, that, that baseball swing punch was just absolutely brutal. Um so but I at the same time once again I, I was really, really happy to see Kushida uh get the win in the end. Um and and it just made for kind of a real happy moment and kind of a, a return to form for Kushida, I think. So uh I'm I'm intrigued to see where where it kind of goes from here though. Especially with the fact that now that's, you know, one title gained and essentially two titles lost in three of the first four matches for the Bullet Club.
0: That's very true. You know, look at this match and, you know, just I I don't want to repeat what you guys say because you guys basically covered, you know, the whole starting for first gear and going on and just revving up to an amazing match. I mean, I want to point a couple of things out. I, Koshida, I mean, this guy continues and continues to amaze me. Uh, I, I just enjoy his work so much. And Kenny Omega is, besides my boy Naito, this is a major awesome heel. I love him. I, I think he is great. And this guy, I mean, he sells me every time I watch a match with him. I mean, so that, that that was something I'd be questioning for, you know, something we'll talk talking about later why his name isn't put in those places. But uh just overall, man, great match. I mean, you you guys pointed out you didn't need the interference, but you know what? It it worked. To me, it didn't mess anything up. It it was okay. Doc Brown got back involved in the match and try to help Marty McFly. It was a story that overall <laughs> ended up pretty good.
3: Uh yeah, that was uh that, no, that's why the... I didn't mind the Young interference so much because you get it in every one of Omega's matches, at least for a minute or so, and it really made the Taguchi coming back later with the trash cans uh, just actually a bigger moment. I thought, again, just like the one with uh, Cody Hall, that one actually worked. There's other ones later on where it doesn't work at all, and, you know that's why you can't do them every match where it seems like they do it for for a lot of these because you it takes away these genuine moments that you have for this. And I mean, I I really love the I mean, it's, you know, you know what you're going to get with Kushida. He's going to work on the arm. And, but it seems like, you know what you're going to get. And sometimes they they keep uh, finding different ways to make it unique, you know? Um, Just Omega still doing a one arm, like power bomb is pretty awesome. Uh, just, I think that they've had some better matches though. Uh, personally, I didn't think this mm. was the best one out of the, the bunch, but this was certainly uh, pretty good though. And I, I'm hoping that that we need we need to discuss this. Do we think that because we this happened last year, Wrestle Kingdom, all these title changes happened next month, uh, Bullet Club got all the titles back. Now, obviously, you know some of that's going to change, but. You think they're really going to give it to Kushida this time and let him do something with it?
5: They have to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with Tom on this because they've given him two... This is his third reign. uh, His first two reigns, I think he's had one successful defense out of all of them. Uh, So, it's time to either uh, put up or shut up with your uh, quote-unquote ace of the division here.
3: Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, I hope that I think that they already have one uh, – well, his Fantasca many opponents already been named. But, you know, hopefully a new beginning they already have a guy for him. And, you know, they can start bringing in some people to kind of stack that juniors division because that's the problem too. Same thing with the tag division. They, you know, except for when they brought in Sidell and Ricochet, they don't have anybody really new to, like, stick in there. It's the same yeah. rotation of guys. And it seems, to, it seems to keep dwindling as the time goes on, too.
0: Yeah, and I want to point out, Sean, I, mean, I think you're correct. This wasn't the best match we've seen Koshita, uh have overall, even even over the year. But even compared to last year's match, last year's match, to me, still was way better. But I thoroughly enjoyed this one. So, I mean, uh, I do hope that Koshita continues to run with it, and hopefully they allow him to do that. mm.
5: Completely agree, and uh, you know, Sean was talking earlier about making genuine moments, and I think you have one during the IWGP Tag Team title match, uh, as Doc Ellis and Carl Anderson of the Bullet Club defend against Great Bash, Togi Makabe, and uh, Tomaki Hanma. Th- this was an insanely well-worked tag match, in my opinion. Uh, Makabe and Hanma really, really held up their end of the bargain as the underdogs, and Bullet Club was just Bullet Club. Uh, showing that – I mean, Carl Anderson worked at an amazing pace. I think Doc Gallo's more than held his own, which is rare. Um, but I, I, I love this match top to bottom, especially the great heel getting that win. What would you think about it, though, Tom?
7: It's finally cool now to see Honda as like, a player and not just a guy that puts on the great match and then loses. He's actually, like, a champion now. And you can see how the people just loved it. I mean, you know, just genuinely love this guy but um the match yeah I like the match the match was really good Uh take away that outfit on gallows I could do without that <laughs> <And> white <laughs> uh, good just, Lord.
3: You You know, look like a
7: total clown I don't know I just, but the guy's just I don't know he, he just looks me like all but. the time I mean <laughs> yeah with the white just like of me you know what I mean I'm like oh god <laughs> um yeah this match was really good I just I really enjoyed this match Tom and uh, Maka they could be a it could be a fun team to
5: watch this year. I completely agree with that, and I really hope they get a long reign here and they find some teams to challenge them because uh, you could have some fun dynamics with both these guys. But what did you think about it, Patrick?
6: Uh, yeah, I thought this this was a really good, really fun match, and uh, I honestly absolutely loved the uh, the uh, Doomsday Device, and you know I thought that that was kind of a, a perfect way to kind of round about everything. Um, it's, I'm, 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 you know, obviously, you hope that they get a title ring, but you kind of wonder, did New Japan know something about the news that wouldn't end up, end up breaking? And was this kind of a rush title change, or they actually going to let uh, Bakabe and Hama um, um, have a, a lengthy run? And I think that's kind of what everyone's hoping for right now.
5: I mean, that's a great question uh, if they even thought about it. But I think I think the ink was on here for Makabe and Hanma to get the run. But, uh, you know, what, what do you think about it, uh, Gary? Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I, I kind of like that point, and it does make you wonder uh, how much knowledge they had. But, I mean, to me, I mean, right now it's kind of time for them to change over because Hanma is getting hotter and hotter, and uh, I think that that's – definitely the way you want to go so it it makes a lot of sense you know pretty good match here um i I just i couldn't believe you know that you know the bullet club guys here you know these guys you know by themselves were just going mad i mean they they had this more energy than i've seen them have in a long time and i've let me be honest i haven't watched a lot of their stuff lately but man this match they had so much energy i don't know if uh, their future has them excited or what but um maybe they're just excited about the fact that they have, you know, the NW- NWA Women's Champion with them or something. Maybe that's what excites them. Maybe.
3: Maybe. maybe.
6: Wonderful pants were permanently. Yeah.
3: Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, you know, I I think this is uh as as we have a call in here, but uh what's up uh Mr. Christopher Hale, how are you
2: doing? Good, guys. How are you doing? Pretty good, man.
3: All right, we're just talking about the show. Do you want to, like, give your thoughts on what you liked, what you didn't like, all that?
2: Yeah. um, Damn, I mean, overall for me, it was – I think it was uh, heads and shoulders both last year's show, in my opinion. Uh, There was three – Early match of the year contenders, um, that I think could easily probably you know, withstand the test of time throughout the year. Um, being, uh, I think the never open weight championship match and the uh, final two matches, the Nakamura Styles and the uh, Okada Tanahashi match. Overall, it was an awesome show.
3: Well, um, I you know I know you're probably not gonna. I mean, it's really late, so I know you're just getting off work. So if you want to, yeah. Do you want to talk about the uh, the big news that happened?
0: Big news! I haven't heard the big news yet. Uh oh! Uh oh!
3: You have not <laughs> heard about the big news yet. Okay, well, I no. guess I—I'm sure everybody that's listening. To this, already knows. So we're not going to sit here and act like no, you know, the, the people listening are dumb or anything. Uh, so uh, about I want to say around like. Four or five o'clock in the afternoon, uh, Eastern Time. Uh, Court Bauer posted on Twitter. Now, if you don't know, Court Bauer has the... uh, He used to run a wrestling promotion called uh, Major League uh, Wrestling. He was also a former WWE writer, uh, creative writer. And he... That folded, but he kept the MLW name for his podcast network. Well, one of the people that are on the podcast network... Always has uh, Doc Gallows, Rocky Romero, uh, Tama Tonga, AJ's been on there before, and, you know, Anderson, obviously, and whatever. So, uh, he put on Twitter that that he's making a a New Japan podcast, and it was basically to announce that uh, AJ, Nakamura, uh, Anderson, and Gallows all gave their notice to New Japan, and that pretty much that's because they're probably coming over to WWE, um, Rocky, Whoa! Yeah, and Rocky Romero is probably going to come as an NXT trainer. Dude, but... Really? So. Uh... uh.
2: Huh. Okay. Um. That's that's awesome. That's I mean that's awesome. But also, I just hope to the Lord that they are used correctly. <laughs> Oh, they will be. I don't don't want them to to go over there and just kind of fall into the the depths, you know what I mean?
0: What they're going to do, Christopher, is they're going to start a new club. It's going to be run by Finn Balor called the Pistol Club. (laughs) And uh, they're going to say that, you know, the safety's on, but get ready. We're coming with fire. Wow. Uh, uh, no, I I, I, I I kid, <laughs> but I'm with you, Christopher, on that. I, I know these guys probably are on the same board, but man, they've got to use these guys right because they're taking major talent away from New Japan, and New Japan knows how to use them. I'm worried a little bit. Yeah, I mean, huge. I mean,
2: especially after what we saw last night, it just... It, it scares me because uh, Hitani went over there. I think he's been injured for a year now, but... You know, I, see, I feel like he, was, he had a really good, he had a really kind of hot entrance, and then it kind of started to kind of tread water a little bit, and I don't know if that's just because the WWE, like, kind of American fans don't really know how to take, like, an international guy, or just because they're not using him correctly. Um, I, think, I, feel I, like,
3: I think what you're worried about is not the same here, because look at Asuka. And look at Itami. True, yeah, the difference true, is true. Nakamura has more charisma in his pinky finger than Itami does. It's just yeah, no, i yeah. yeah, I understand. Yeah, you're right.
2: You're right. I understand where you're coming from now. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Atami can. Um, but yeah, I mean, Nakamura is Nakamura. Nakamura. You can't really. There's no way of describing him other than just saying he's Nakamura. <laughs>
3: yeah. I mean, uh, you I know. mean,
2: yeah.
4: I'm not worried about him with NXT.
3: I'm more worried about if Vince gets his hands on one of them or all. I mean, I mean, you really can't mess up Doc Gallows, but uh, he already messes up himself. So, yeah,
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah. I mean, so I mean, is this like like as far as the notice goes? Like, is it not like a two-week notice? It's like how long of a notice?
3: I I mean, for Nakamura, I'm sure it's a while because. You know, he has commitments, I'm sure, but, you know, yeah. AJ didn't have a contract, so we'll have to see. I wouldn't be surprised at all if, uh, take over Dallas, we see some of these guys, and Nakamura is maybe the Raw after WrestleMania kind cool. of thing.
2: Oh, man. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be intense. that would be intense.
3: I mean, you have to debut him in that kind of crowd because nobody else is going to pop for him like that except for those kind no. of
2: crowds. No, absolutely not. Unless you unless you happen to be like Chicago or something. Yeah. Or Philadelphia. Yeah. Wow, that's 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 cool though. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. I'm sorry I missed that news. <laughs> Damn, I'm usually pretty up on it, but
3: Hey, you're at work, you know, sometimes you gotta actually, yeah. you know, pay attention to what you're doing and not <laughs>
0: Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> not somehow.
3: the not totally important wrestling stuff. <laughs> 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 yeah.
0: yeah. Well, uh, Christopher, you have anything else for us? You want anything you want to talk about? Anything else? Oh or? man.
2: Um I mean overall I thought the show was great. Uh I like how it really from the very beginning it was good and just got better and better and better. Like there's some shows that kinda you know, they start off really good and kinda have a low point in the middle, and kind of ramp up to that final. But so I felt like every match was a little better than the other ones. Um, I really enjoyed I, I really enjoyed all the tag matches, honestly. Even the, um, even the, uh, Carl Anderson and Gallows, um, at Hama and, uh, uh, Makabe match. I thought that was really well, um, really well performed. Uh, I really, I really enjoyed the ROH matches. I love how the Japanese crowd is just, like, loving Michael Elgin. Um, and I mean, I like Michael Elgin too. So, I just thought I thought the whole show was really well done that those the last three matches I thought that never opened a match like I literally was like shielding my eyes at some point because I was like wow I'm literally going to see somebody either get like busted in half or die in the middle of the ring right now (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
4: like
2: I was like I was like some of the hits that they were doing to each other were just absolutely incredible I was just I was like, oh, they're, they're going to break something. Like, someone's going to take a forearm, and it's just going to break. And it's just like, it just, and then, like, and then the uh, Omega and Kushida match, that, that right hand that Kushida nailed Omega with was amazing. <laughs> For lack of a better word, just incredible. I mean, it just, it was just, the whole show, I thought really well. All the matches had great stories to them. Um, the finale, I mean, the style of Nakamura match was great, and I was like, wow, that's an awesome match. And then all of a sudden the, the um, Tadahashi and Okada match happened and I was blown away. I was absolutely, that was just, you know, if there's a better match that happens this year, I'm going to have to watch it with a diaper on, literally. <laughs> 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 because that match, I was like, it's got to be over now. Okay, and It hit the crescendo, it, you know. They done all the moves, they kicked out of everything all right this got no nope, it's not over yet, okay. it happens again, nope it's not over yet. it keeps kicking out and kicking out and all of a sudden i mean and then finally, after like a dozen rainmaker clotheslines, lines, it finally ends, and I was just like i had i stood up and I was actually actually watched it at work, and I just clapped and I said yes, and everyone looked at me and I said, I don't care because that match was amazing, and I don't care. it was awesome it was it was that that was that was a
0: Honestly, a five out of five for me. It had everything. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, we've been talking about it. We haven't got to the end of it yet uh, in our review. But, uh, yeah, for the first part, I mean, we were in agreement, And, uh, you know, it was cool. So, um, yeah, I mean, definitely, Chris. Um, we really appreciate you calling, man. And uh, oh, hey good yeah, talking to you. It, you know? Yeah, excellent. Yeah, I got to go to work, uh,
2: go home, go sleep a little bit, and go back to work at seven. So.
0: Awesome. Too oh, my
2: time right now, so. Oh, <laughs> boy, yeah, I don't get to sleep much. Oh, yeah. Good stuff, Uh-oh. I know. That's all right, though.
0: Well, oh, don't be a stranger. All right, guys. We'll... All
2: right, I won't. Definitely not. I, I appreciate you letting me on, all right? All right,
0: Thanks talk on. to you later.
3: Later. All
0: right, bye-bye. All right, Paul. Uh, anybody else
5: have any more thoughts on the, the tag title match before we move on, I guess?
3: I just, I really love the fact that they let Hanma kind of be the driving force of that team on the, in this This match, I mean, Makabe kind of uh, sort of played like a bit part. It was basically the Hanma show. uh, And that was, you know, when it was him and Anderson and they were having really good exchanges, you know, Gallus kind of played his part there. But, I mean, just it really kind of shone through what, you know, Tom said that Hanma is now somebody that is important. Mm. And, And that's so nice to see.
0: Okay, so the, Hanma has his own show in the morning, right? Is this like a five days a both, week both show? Both him and Makabe have shows. Yeah. So it's, they, yeah. They, okay, so is this five days a week show kind of thing?
5: That I don't know. I'm assuming okay. so it's a morning show.
3: Tom, did they do you know?
5: I've seen clips of it on
7: YouTube. <clears throat> don't know what the hell they talk about, but Anything with Hanma is entertaining?
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's just watching them drinking coffee and laughing with a bunch of Japanese women. They're like, ha, 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 ha. yeah, they're like, I don't know what they said, but it looks pretty good. <laughs> I love it. <laughs>
5: uh. I, I guess uh, we'll move on to the uh, the next bit of booking here that confused me to no end, even though I wasn't entirely upset about it. But uh, in our only non-titled match of the evening, uh, Tetsuya Naito takes on uh, Hiroki Goto. Uh, Naito, of course, has Bushi and Evil with him. And somehow Goto goes over here, and they're completely mind-boggling, sort of, what, what did it, how did that happen? (laughs) Tom, Tom, how did this happen? (laughs) This one was actually the
7: biggest shock on the show to me. I thought it was a shoe-in that Naito wins. Um, I don't know. But, um, I like this match because, uh you no, know, lately in those matches, you have the first half 1st all stalling and you know getting out of the ring, doing a little thing. At this one, they went right at it, almost from the get go, brawling in um, a chair spot where he put a chair around Goto's neck, and then just—I think it was evil that did it—and then just whacked, him, whacked the chair that was on his neck I oh. Not recommended, but um, this match matches really good. And it's just. After this match, I just threw all logic out the window. I said, I don't know what the hell is going to happen the rest of the way now because you figure Naito, he hasn't gotten a big win yet. Lost to Tanahashi, lost to uh, Goto here. Didn't win the tag tournament. I don't know.
5: Yeah, still hasn't honest. won at a Wrestle Kingdom has Naito.
3: Yeah, that's true. I think uh, I think what they're trying to get at is I think you have what WWE thinks they have with Bray Wyatt, where Naito really doesn't give a flying F about whether he wins or loses. He was smiling at the end of that match, like, you know, so, and the way he does it, like, it doesn't really hurt him, per se. So, you know, because people are just into his character. He was getting cheers when he was announced and stuff. So, I mean, I think, you know, you just got to be a little bit careful with him, but, uh, I understand this because I think it hurt. Go, it would have hurt Goto more than it would have hurt a guy that doesn't care if he wins or loses. So, you know, uh, yeah. And then Evil doing the the stuff with the. I I I think it looks dumb with the whole. Here, are my hands. They have lasers coming out of them. That just I, <laughs> that doesn't look cool. It looks corny. <laughs> uh. But yeah, I mean, I, I did like the fact that Goto got to this, you know, he looked strong here. He disposed of the uh Ingo Bernabiles and um Matt Striker had the I mean, the only thing I'll say is that Matt Striker had the line of the night with the uh Man, these referees have to be the stupidest people on earth. <laughs> <in> here. <laughs> I was like, wow, he said that. Okay. He said that. Wow.
5: I can't remember if it was this match or one later on in the evening where he talks about uh you know somebody blowing somebody up with a bomb or or something like that. It's the that next just... match.
6: it's it's the next match cuz I was going to bring
5: that one up myself. Yeah, that that was that was the most perplexing thing I think I've ever heard a commentator say on a wrestling show of my life, but <laughs> Patrick, what' do you think about Goto Naito here at um, by, by
6: this point, I was getting a little bit tired, uh, so I don't remember this match but I, I i I do remember how it was essentially throw all logic out the window and what the hell's going on um and and Go to you know picking up the win, and and Naito not being able to still get a win at a Wrestle Kingdom is kind of a perplexing situation, especially with everything going for Naito. But I I almost feel like they still want to try and get those cheers down, and and just get everything anti Naito before they do anything for him. So hopefully by next year finally pick up a Russell King to win, but it it, it still was a, a, a questionable thing, and, and this was a show of very few questionable decisions, but even I found this one just really weird.
3: Oh, but she, you know, they're going to Osaka next, so he'll just get cheered up the wazoo.
2: Pretty like
6: much. What
3: happened at, what, like what happened at the G1, so that's not going to help them any.
5: and here's the thing knowing what we know now maybe this result isn't as bad as we think it is for for naito because now the door is open wide open for both of these guys really but uh i mean gary your boy naito
0: taking a loss here
3: how how did you like that uh furry white mask for for naito gary
0: uh I, i thought that was quite interesting honestly um that's why I always call him the the Jericho of New Japan because he's always reinventing himself, right? I love that little mask. It's what it is, but I, I was very offended about the match. Very offended because I mean the the result was not what it was supposed to be, right? I, I just I think he should have won. Um, I I had to look look at it in the bright side of things because you guys pointed out the, the door is open and so Naito can still come out of this. Um, so I, I'm just use that comparison that I always use and think, okay, if Y2J can lose big matches and still do what he did, I think Naito can too. I just think that Naito's future is still bright even after this. I just I wish he could win at Wrestle Kingdom. What is up with that? I, Sean, I love your Bray Wyatt reference. That that is exactly what's going on here. It it, it it is, but at the same point, it to me it doesn't do a whole lot to help him i guess it will i don't know
5: yeah i i don't know either uh because if we're going to use the bray white example then when does too much become so much that you can't really use the character effectively anymore right but
3: you know he's still got a little ways to go before we get to that point i I
5: understand that but you know why why even venture down that road at at this point you know well
3: Well, who is it because they're not going to have him you know Beat guys by somebody having a TV explode in their face. So, you
0: know. Uh, yeah, exactly. Oh, Jesus. I hope not. Um, or, or, yeah. have singing, or have
3: singing <laughs> children or, you know. That. The, the singing children
0: thing was cool to me. I don't want people hate that so much. Um, the one thing i saying about this, okay, so he doesn't get a win at Wrestle Kingdom. Still hasn't. Maybe one day. But then you got Carl Anderson and uh, Gallows. Which one of them, I can't remember, said something about, hey, you know, this is our eighth Wrestle Kingdom.
3: Uh, Anderson's eighth. Yeah. Anderson. Uh, uh,
0: our eighth Wrestle Kingdom, we're doing some Undertaker blankety blank. And now you got Naito, and I'm fearful that he's going to be the un- opposite of Undertaker. He's just going to lose his entire career at Wrestle Kingdom.
5: <laughs> well, I, uh, all,
0: right.
5: all I can say, Gary, is bite your tongue.
0: <laughs> I, I, i'm trying paul but they're not giving me confidence uh
5: let's let's get into this the part of the show where it really kicks up and as uh, larry over at 411 called the murderer's row of main events uh which i find an a, an apropos assumption or comparison here uh first up the never open way title tomohiro ishii defends against katsuryori shibata uh this, this is as close as two guys can come to murdering each other without using weapons uh, because, good lord, these hits were brutal. Absolutely brutal. Tom, are you survi- are you surprised that both these guys are alive to tell the tale? We've watched
7: Ishii do these type of matches for so long now. It makes you wonder. The guy is like, I don't know. Say without weapons, they are
5: weapons. I mean, <laughs> both of them. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure Ishii is held together by cement. There's, there's no blood or muscle or ligaments. It's just cement.
7: <laughs> when he was coming, I'll tell you what, it, when he was coming down to the ring, you know, sort of ran the camera, you know, fishing right at him, I turned to my buddy and I said, you know, if he's walking down a narrow sidewalk, I'm getting off and of letting him go by. I mean, that guy's a <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm, like,
4: I'm not going to
7: bother. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. But, uh, God, they, they started off right... I don't know if you guys remember the uh G one match in twenty fourteen um that they had, you know, Saka, I think it was. Where they just they started off exactly the same, just slapping a slap and a hit and kicking and then they did the old sit down, I'll take your kick, all right, I'll sit down, I'll take your kick. And you know you could take one or two of those things, but after like the fifteenth one I gotta
4: believe it hurts. <laughs>
7: Off. about like you after know.
3: that fourth one from Shibata I think I felt uh, Ishi like lose some vertebrae there good god
7: <laughs> and you know what it is? when he does that when, when Ishii gets hit like that you believe he's in so much pain but like I said he's been doing it for so long I'm like how <laughs> but the match was just so it was brutal but it was nothing we haven't seen before but then they started doing a bonking in their heads, and from that point on, the last couple of minutes, those clothes lines they hit each other with, good lord. But the, uh, I could do another bonking in the heads, though, that's kind of sick, but.
3: Yeah, those, those <laughs> like, the legit straight headbutts were a bit like, okay, guys, that's, like, yeah, You can hear the, you know, you can hear the
7: clunk, you know, of it's like, yeah, like, ah. <sighs> Well right after, I think it was right after that they nailed each other with a couple clotheslines that were just out of this world sick. I was like, "God damn!" And the thing is, they're gonna come back and wrestle again tonight at Cork, and I'm like, not against each other. I'm assuming like in a tag match. But still, how are they walking? You know what I mean? Those guys, they're incredible. I was glad to see Shibata win. Because now you got, like, no matchups, you know. You can there's a whole lot of directions you can
3: ball. Most of the people have seen them now for so long. Or, uh, oh, yeah, I didn't
5: even think about it, yeah. Well, you won the tag titles with Goto last year. Well, first... Uh, yeah, the
3: for high, top right,
5: top right, right, yeah. First singles championship, for yes. sure. Uh, you know, the thing that irked me the most about this match at the time was how sudden the finish came. But, you know, after a couple of minutes of sitting there pondering, I'm like, you know, they probably had to do that because they couldn't do any more than what they would already done. Uh, Shibata nails the penalty kick sort of after a short little spree of moves. But uh, just, like, I was like, man, that came out of there. I'm like, well, you know what? That's probably really all he had left. And Ishii was probably dead. So kudos to these guys. <laughs> Patrick, what would you think?
6: I think this match was... was like you said, as close to murder in, in a legal sense as you could have um, the, they just beat the ever-loving hell out of each other and I loved every single second of it and I did particularly enjoy the spot where they were just sitting down to take each other's kids. I actually do like things like that where it's just like, no, I'll give you the free shot but you gotta take one from me too. And the other guy just goes, okay, I'll take it as long as you take another. Um, I I I don't know why, but I just love things like that. And since since we were talking about it earlier, the only thing that did take away from this match for me was Striker, an American commentator in Japan, talking about dropping bombs on, on people. And it's like, okay, you don't really talk about things like that, you know, especially on a worldwide broadcast like this. And it's like, yeah, World War II was, you know, many, many years ago, but still you don't bring up something like that, mm-hmm. um, which that kind of did take it away from me. But as far as the actual match itself, I thought it was absolutely amazing in the first of three match-of-the-night quality matches, and it's only the first one of the three, as as we'll see rolling on with the rest of the show.
5: Yeah, I, I mean, Gary, what, what did you think of this one? Uh,
0: you know, it's funny because as I watched this match, I just kind of said to myself, yay, a pissing match between Terminators. Uh, these guys, I mean, it just seemed like they could deal with anything. And they just went back and forth, back and forth. And I just their pain tolerance, just the way these guys work. I mean, uh, just very, very impressive. We've seen this before, like Tom said. But at the same point, you're just like, how much can these guys take? It's amazing. It really, really is. I mean, I, in fact, I want to hire these guys for commercials just to walk through plate glass windows. I mean... <laughs> I just I, – I, I've got to see it happen. So, I mean, and especially Man, if they made a cement, you know Paul. know what? I
3: could totally see Ishii doing that too. <laughs> I just walk yeah. through some glass. I'm gonna
0: do it. Just for fun and eating it on the way out. So, uh, But, no, I mean, overall, you know, it, it's just a fun, strong style match. You, you just It's a, something different. It, it's definitely a big variety in this show. Mm. Um, especially as hard-hitting as it was. So it, it was it was good.
3: It just confirms to you that this is what the Never title, I guess, is going to be. Um, you know, and, and that's totally fine because, like you said, Gary, it provides something completely different from anything else that's on this show. Uh, you know, and it's, it's, like, great in a way also because it's not Makabe and Ishii again. It's Shabbat and Ishii. And you get to see a different matchup, and it's just two men just going out there and freaking being men, beating the crap out of each other. And I'm too frightful to tell you this hurts, so you just keep doing it. And just, oh, my God, just some of the stuff. Like, Ishii, like, with those chops to the throat and all, oh, it's like, my God, man. My lo- oh. Are you just, like, trying to kill him over there? It's Which one of you is not going to stand any <laughs> And then it's like, oh well, we don't do standing ten counts. Well, one of these guys may not be standing anyway. We might have to just call it.
0: <laughs> Tom brought up the, the 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 clunking of the heads and the way you could hear it. And, and when I saw that, the first thing that came to my mind was David Arquette screaming, "Wrestling isn't fake," you know. <laughs> so I don't know, but that it was serious, man. Serious business. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
5: I mean, and serious business describes the next match, too, for the IWGP Intercontinental title match as AJ Styles comes to play with Shinsuke Nakamura. Just, uh, I, I think I like this match better than the main event personally. Uh, you know, it features AJ shooting a pretend bullet at Shinsuke who pre- pretends to eat it and then swallow it in the most amazing way possible. That, uh, That's only the tip of the iceberg of how great this match was. <laughs> Tom, what would you think?
7: This match was awesome. Um, kind of a shame no, we know now, but you know, I was hoping the whole year would be Styles, Nakamura battling you know, all the way through G1 and you know, maybe on the next year again. But anyway, the match was great. Um, Styles can work any style with anybody. One thing, when Nakamura does those knees, you wonder how he doesn't kill anybody yep. because they look so real. They're so crips. He did that one, with style on a uh, back and a head. That just, it literally made me get up, storm out of the room, walk into the kitchen. I was like, Jesus Christ, how does anybody take that stuff? You know, that back to the TV again. But, um, we finally saw somebody kick out of a style class, except it was only a half a style class. Yeah. yeah. So I would, that was kind of interesting. I thought that's why, okay, we're getting a whole year worth of style of Nakamura now because, you know, he kind of kicked out of the style class, but he didn't, you know, and just kept going. I, I kind of expected Nakamura to win because I thought it was going to be the first of, of a series, you know, and then especially when they did the fifth bump at the end was absolutely awesome. You know, just two warriors, that thought, let's do it again, you know. This match was great.
5: Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree more. I thought Styles would win here just to move Shinsuke onto something else that's not the Intercontinental title, but I I remember thinking at the end of the match, they very clearly want Shinsuke here for a reason, Uh, and maybe that's because they don't think the title can succeed without him, or maybe it's just because they want to keep him featured as heavily as they did, Uh, but Patrick, what did you think?
6: This match is absolutely incredible, bar none. and, and this was like two for two, two matches, two 5 star matches, two match of the year candidates easily. Um and, and, as Tom mentioned, you know, I, I absolutely that was probably my favorite moment was the fist bump at the end. And I don't think it was so much bullet club and chaos. Um making amends in the end, I think that was just two warriors who had an absolute classic showing respect to each other for what they had just put on over the previous like I think it was like almost twenty five minutes um and like like Tom also mentioned, my God, those knees, those bons from from Nakamura are absolutely amazing and look like they are going to take his opponent's head off. Mm-hmm. um but i uh, aside from that i i thought that this was just an absolutely amazing match everything that it had been hyped up to be and, and then some
0: i uh, I, was just, I completely agree me too I, i'm right there with you and uh, i i just think that this is one that you you're first you know, thinking man this is gonna take the show. Uh, you think, oh, this, you know, the match coming up is going to be really good, you know, but, you know, this one may steal it. Just because I was very entertained, I think these guys worked their butts off. They really, really did. But you can't expect anything less. I mean, both these guys are such just extreme talents. And they've got a lot to offer, and they proved it once again. I mean, like it needed to be proven, but they just continue to do it. So I, I was thrilled by it. Um, I, really, what else is there to say in my point? Not really, but it's just good, a good match.
3: Uh, th- yeah, this was just wonderful. I mean, you know, it's two guys going out there just trying to prove, you know, who's better. It's a first time dream match and it lives up to it. You know, you got AJ doing the, I love the thing where he fakes the, the back injury. So then the rest of the match is not going like, oh, you want to fake a back injury on me then? Huh? Okay. Well, I'll make sure your back hurts the rest of the damn time. So, you know, and then it's the rest of the match. It's just working on the back and, and all that. And then he goes and grabs Nakamura's leg so he can't do the Boma Yi. And then it's awesome. And they just keep kicking out of stuff. And uh, how he does that one-arm Styles class and doesn't hurt Nakamura was amazing to me. Uh, that That's pretty awesome. And then, you know, I always pop for the landslide because he doesn't pull it out in every match, you know. So, uh, but. That it's just just awesome, man. I think they delivered everything we wanted, and uh, happy that we got to see it.
5: Yeah, I mean everything we wanted and more also came in the in the main event for the evening for the IWGP Heavyweight Title. Okada uh, of the Kazuchika variety defends against Hiroshi Tanahashi. Uh, just, I, I, this was an incredible match. I, I think it told a really incredible story. Uh, seeing as we had a, a whole year worth of build-up going into this. Uh, and, and there's a lot of, of great points to be had here, so I don't want to take up too much time. But I love how they let Okada co- close out the show with the with the same sort of promo that Tanahashi did last year where it really felt like Okada was the new ace. And that, that I just think that was a really smart move. But Tom, what would you think? You know,
7: what everybody would say why you're a wrestling fan. What is it about wrestling? You're like, this is it period this match like you said a one year build and you knew what the finish was going to be going in you know you know, Okada was going to close the story you know, it would be great but you didn't know how great or you didn't know if it would live up or whatever and then as the show was going on you know you had a couple of surprise finishes and stuff so in the back of your mind you have to be like did Okada would he lose or did Tanahashi really win and then as that match was going on, there was a point where you actually thought Tanahashi was gonna win.
4: Mm-hmm.
7: I mean it was near fall, the story, like he said, it was being told. Uh and then they both did each other finishes and both kicked out. Um, that was awesome. The uh the one early in the match, Tanahashi was on the apron and Okada did that drop kick and did the flip off. I don't know how he didn't break his hip on that one. He landed hard. Um, that match was—I love Tanahashi. Everybody knows that. I worship the ground the guy walks on. But it was awesome. And the post match, like you said, with uh, Okada—I've never seen that much fire out of him before. Mm-hmm. It was like well, he's a man now, and he—you know—finally stepped into that role.
5: Yeah, I mean, he certainly knows it, and he owned it, and, I mean, both guys totally stole the moment away from everything else that was going on with the show. Uh, Patrick, what do you think?
6: I welcome our new Rainmaker Overlord. Mm. Um, like, like like you said, you kind of knew that Okada was was going to end up winning uh, in the end just, just to become the new, essentially the new ace of New Japan. But my, the the 36-minute story that they told was, was absolutely incredible. The the pacing of the start, I thought they were actually going to go like close to an hour. Um, and then they just kicked it into high gear, started working outside. And then, like I said, you know, got to where they were using each other's finishers and, you know, the, the tw- twice-in-a-lifetime kind of thing. But this was absolutely done right, and and to me it was done spectacularly, and they delivered unlike anything I have ever seen before. And while this is essentially the only show of the year that I absolutely have to see from New Japan, I, I won't call myself a huge New Japan fan, but my God, this match was absolutely amazing.
0: Yeah, it was thrilling, and you know, uh, this just, you know, why, Tom said it already, and I don't have to repeat it, but I mean, it, this is one of those matches you can point to and say, if you don't know anything about it, or you just want to know why people are into wrestling, this is why, because of this, you know, and it uh, just what a showing, I mean... Uh, I, I was just entertained all the way through. I think these guys, once again, just like the previous match, uh, these guys worked their butts off too, and they were just you know, just amazing. Let's just say it that way. Just words can't go into how far. Uh, I want to go, but I, overall, I just thrilled that Okada, you know, the Rainmaker, was able to be the victor here. I, I think that means a lot. I, I'm so excited for him personally. The, for me personally, the one thing that gave me the most happiness was the fact that Okada won, and I didn't have to watch Tanahashi uh, doing the whole guitar thing for 45 minutes this year. That was the that was the most exciting <laughs> part. Because last year it went on and on. I thought I thought Hulk Hogan was bad. My God, Tanahashi.
3: <laughs> uh this uh has to be one of the greatest matches i've ever watched in my life it just this is uh it tremendous on all levels i mean you have a wonderful story here that you're telling you have all the call- you know so many callbacks to some of their other matches you know uh them, you know using each other's finishers because they were in de- total desperation mode. I mean, even to the last second when uh, Tanahashi slaps Okada and you're thinking, oh my God, is he really going to freaking break it again? And Okada makes sure that moment where he still has his hand and he's not letting go because he knows that if he lets go, it opens up another possible opportunity for him to do something. And it's just like, wow, you think that they've had seven matches. And you think they can't top themselves, and they do it again. And it's like, wow, how do they keep doing this? And it's just, man, oh, my God, this was just amazing.
5: Yeah, I mean, a, a magical ending to the, a magical show that we somehow have to rate objectively. <laughs> uh, one out of ten. Uh, Tom, what, what are you giving this show? Ten. Yeah.
4: Boom.
3: <laughs> wow. Oh, it's ten, that. It's long. a 10 out oh, of 10 all the way. Ah, uh, my God. There is nothing bad on the show. Um, you know, Elgin and uh, Lethal is probably the the worst thing on it um, for me. Uh, because also, uh, that, I did not like that finish. Uh, the way that they did the match and then you do that finish, it's like, come on. Really? Like, that's just stupid. Uh, but, um, yeah, just, and also there was that first part of the Tanahashi, like, Okada match that was weird, because Tanahashi's doing stuff to the leg, and Okada's just, like, not selling it. I'm like, okay, this is weird, then you sell it the rest of the time. But, uh, other than that, I mean, oh my god, it's just like, I don't know where, like, where you draw that line of how do you say, what do you quantify as something as a 10? I've never even like thought about when you say something's a 10, like what is the criteria for that?
0: Yeah, it's difficult. It really is. And I think of the same thing too. I mean, that's why I'm having a a battle within myself for this just alone, just because I'm thinking, well, mine may be too low, but it may be too high. You know, I, I, at first, the first thing that popped in my head was an eight. And then I thought, well, why not a 9? A 9 works. My system is different than everyone else's. A 10 has its own things, and, and it's got to be perfect. And this was not perfect for me. It was good, great at points, but it just was not. Uh, oh, man. You know what? I enjoyed most of this. In fact, the, the kickoff to me was a blast. I, I love the throwbacks. That's going to earn an extra point. I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10.
3: I think i'm gonna settle on a nine and a half i just you know maybe if i watch it again or something i can officially say a 10 just i think also if i watch a japanese commentary i might say a 10 just this commentary for the english just at some points i was like oh my god can i just put it on mute that might be better (laughs) but what do you think
5: paul i'll go patrick first patrick what do you got um,
6: I think, I, I think there were, like you said, great points, but a lot of things that could have been better. Um, so, especially that English commentary, I thought last year's far exceeded. Um, so I'm actually going to go with just a half. Um, a good show, great at times, but some questionable things.
5: Uh, I mean, the highest I've given on this show is a nine, five, uh, nine and a half for our NXT's Evolution. That's the closest show I've seen to perfection as I've ever gotten. I don't... I loved this show. It, the, the main events were amazing. Uh, there's a couple of booking decisions I question. There's some matches on here that, I mean, while not bad, were certainly not terrific. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm thinking nine uh, for this personally as well. Um, it is a great show but i i don't know if it's the best i've seen so that that's that's where i'm at
3: right
0: all right well that you know that concludes wrestle kingdom 10 uh and man uh, you know a lot of fun talking about wrestle kingdom just in general uh but this one was pretty darn good a lot of us gave it high ratings i'm kind of curious what everyone else has to give so if you have a rating that you want to share with us please go to our facebook group wrestling to the max and uh rate it give us your ideas I'll, also I'll you make can email a poll us.
3: When we get done here and you know whoever i know we have a sizable new japan contingent in there uh you know even even some that are not like total new japan new japan fans like patrick that because this is the big show they watched it just to get um a feeling for everybody's rating you know
0: yeah so. next thursday we'll reveal kind of what everybody thought and that'll be really fun to do so uh, make sure you do get in that poll. Make sure you do vote and pick what you think this show de- definitely deserves as ratings. So, uh, good stuff. Well, you guys, we have a couple more things we're going to do before we get out of here. Uh, Sean's already kind of talked about it a little bit here, um, and, but we're going to bring it up and kind of open it to discussion for the entire group because it is very important. And we've actually discussed this in the past out of rumors. And trust me, on our we regular a show. I have title
3: of a show that says Nakamura t-
0: to WWE <laughs> yeah <laughs> and Sean is not lying we do uh, But we, we want to bring up, you know, this list of guys and kind of talk about, you know, what we really think, uh, you know, is going to happen, how we feel about it overall. Just to remind everybody, if you did not get a chance to to hear everybody listed in this move, uh, then I'm going to do it for you real quick here. Uh,
2: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to – has anyone seen the Bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time.
1: No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
5: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily
1: bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: But allegedly, and most likely happening here, I don't know if they got a sign on the dotted line or what's happening, but apparently... Uh, New Japan's losing some people, like Nakamura. We're, they're losing AJ, uh, Carl Anderson, Tomatonga, uh, Doc Gallows, and Rocky uh, Romero.
3: Tomatonga, I think, is actually staying. But... Is he
0: staying? Okay. Well, the rest of those guys, besides Tomatonga, we'll just talk about how about that. Uh, but they're going to be going over to WWE, and I- I've got to ask the question to you guys: wh- How do you feel about this? Tom, overall, what's your thought process when you got a chance to hear this news?
1: I'm
7: shocked with the Nakamura one more than anything because I just don't see him being a Vince McMahon type guy. You know, I don't see Vince seeing something in him to really use him properly. But, um, Anderson... This uh, guy's getting up there. He's got to make some money. So, you know, kudos to him. Uh, Gallows guaranteed gone within a year or two. I could kill him. But um, Styles, he's always said if he got the right money, he would go. So, obviously, maybe with all the injuries and stuff, they got to have somebody who knows how okay. to go a event style and plug them right in there. And I hope that's what they do. But... um. I don't think you have to worry about them being misused too much because everybody they brought in lately, at least for the NXT, they've actually used and they've let shine. So, you know, if they keep, you know, if they buried an AJ or they've buried Joe or they've buried Nakamura, a year from now when they try to get somebody, that person might hesitate and say, nah. I'll you know, bury me, you know. So actually, those guys are in a good spot. They got to be used. And, you know, somebody's you know, up for talent, so.
0: Yeah, Patrick, I mean, how do you feel about that? Because, you know, uh, Tom's feels like they, you know, could be used pretty okay, but, you know, there's always concerns. How do you feel? Well, let's
6: let's have one thing to straight out first. The WWE part is brand new, and I think that's just kind of gone with it. The only thing that's reconfirmed really is that the four of them gave them notice. That's it. The WWE thing is kind of a brand new thing.
0: True. Sure. And, and that's why I threw in allegedly earlier, because I was kind of yeah. like, you know, apparently you know, this could be the case, So.
3: Well, the the thing was apparently a lot when when the rumors first started coming about Nakamura when we when we talked about it previously, it was that Vince really likes Nakamura, thinks that he has a lot of charisma and all that stuff. That Nakamura could be a straight to WWE guy. That he may not spend a lot of time in NXT. Uh, Whereas AJ and the rest of those guys are probably going to be, you know, reformed Bullet Club with Balor or something like that. And they'll be in NXT for a little while. And, you know, I mean, you know, the thing is with AJ, if he's saying that he wants to spend a lot of time with his family and stuff, if you're doing WWE roster, uh, main roster, you're not going to be with them very much because you're touring all the time. Uh, unless he's given a total part-time deal, whereas at least with NXT you're stationed in Florida, and when they're not touring, which I know they're going to be touring more this year, uh, you get to be home and you just have to go to the performance center and do stuff, you know. So I
0: mean. that's true. Paul, I mean, mm-hmm. how do you feel about this whole thing?
3: Uh,
5: I'm going to go. This is this is a WWE thing because I don't see Shinsuke leaving for anything less. I don't see AJ leaving for anything less, and I don't see Carl or Doc leaving for anything else. Uh, because AJ already has a pretty sweet gig going in between New Japan and Ring of Honor. The only step up is, is WWE. Shinsuke has been at the top of New Japan's card for the last 5-10 years. Uh, the, the, the step, it only goes downward from there outside of WWE, as far as size of companies goes. Because if, he, if he's going All Japan... I mean, they're, they're slowly trying to work their way back up from the, the hole they dug themselves into, and nobody else is even close to touching where New Japan's at in Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is nothing short of a raid, in my opinion. WWE is coming for New Japan, sees them as something, and wants to sort of take the legs out from under them before they can really get going on a nas- or an international scale, and... Hitting four extremely talented – well, three extremely talented people in Doc Gallows, uh, <laughs> this uh, – I mean, this is a, a huge deal. Shinsuke and AJ are two of New Japan's top guys, uh, Shinsuke especially, and this is, this is a huge, huge deal. And whether they get used correctly or not, I think is secondary. This is, I think, WWE acknowledging New Japan might have something to bring to an international audience.
0: Uh, Paul, you bring up a great point there, and I, I can totally see that because that's a very Vince man move. And not only that, I mean, just the fact that, you know, these guys are so talented, they can actually offer his roster something, but at the same point, he does not force to use them in any certain way. As long as he's paying them the right money, and I'm sure he is. Uh, you know what else?
7: you are rating them probably because someone's like, why they don't want anybody going to TNA because TNA is on cable and in ROH, so and New Japan now has, you know, their streaming service, New Japan World, so that's kind of like competition to WWE Network in their mind that they want to keep down before it gets mm-hmm. going. Yep.
5: Yeah.
3: Yeah, cause. and I think that's another thing too, because really apparently Vince threw a big old fit when the NWA they couldn't get the rest of that, rest of that NWA stuff and the NBA started their whatever that thing is, uh, which I haven't even heard any more about. And, you know, Vince got mad that they started that, you know. So, But, I mean, with New Japan, you know, it's just I think that they – whenever – I I thought that uh, Matt Golden and our group kind of hit a little bit on it. Whenever they had Liger there for NXT – I felt like we were going to start seeing something uh, similar to this happen where we were going to get somebody from New Japan that was major. I'm glad it's not Okada. I was worried it's going to be Okada when he was showing up for SummerSlam and everything, uh, that at least it's somebody, you know, let's be real. Nakamura's what? He's going to be like 37? You know, uh, he's not a young pup either. I mean, obviously, he's, I'm sure he had years to give New Japan still. Uh, it's a huge blow to them. But it's... WWE's getting... And same thing with AJ. AJ's not young either. You know, the WWE's getting some older guys. Uh, just to fill in and, and have big names so that when they go tour for NXT or just to bring in a different kind of audience or perhaps make a change. You know, they brought in Mauro Manalo for SmackDown. You know, it might it might be a change of philosophy going on around for them uh, that we don't know yet. But, I mean, I'm more worried about, like, I think New Japan's going to be okay in the long run because what this allows them to do is allows them to, now they have to push guys. Uh, now they have to push Shibata. Now they got to, uh, Ibushi, when he comes back, they're going to have to do something with him. They're going to have to do something with Naito. They can't just keep relying on the big four forever, because now it's only a big two, and Tanahashi is only going to keep getting older. And I feel bad for Tanahashi because now he's probably going to feel like he really has to force himself more. And I hope that's not the case for him, you know. Uh, But I I just I I think these fans will be okay. I'm more worried about what's going to happen to three of the four guys when they're in WWE. How are they going to be used, and are, are they going to be the guys that we we know them to, to be? Mm-hmm.
7: You know what else? You figure out, at least with Styles and Nakamura, they probably have good contracts, which means the Reds always want to justify big contracts, so they have to be used theoretically.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, that's, that's true. true. I mean, I mean Nakamura and AJ were probably already getting big money for New Japan, anyway, So they ha- they have to be getting major money uh, in order for them to go. I had
0: to uh, def- I, I would too. I mean, they've, they've got to be making <laughs> some pretty good coin. Um, uh, Patrick, I mean, do you have any other concerns or anything that you you're, you wanted to kind of voice? I
6: if if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah.
0: Okay. So I mean uh it sounds like all of us kinda gave our piece um about this and we'll, we'll find out more as time goes on, you know, this is still a a legend story. Nothing is on the dotted line, nothing is official. Um but it's very interesting it's and a little th- bit
3: more to it. AJ did follow Triple H on Twitter just similar to the way that Smo Joe did, and then they which the apparently is standard for you to exchange information and then you know mm-hmm. whatever so there you go. Wow. Um, but yeah. uh, uh tom i know you watched that uh festival show that was before wrestle kingdom that had two of the new young lions on it yeah um i mean obviously they're going to be miles away because we're still talking about all the young lions that are there they haven't even gone on their excursions yet and they've got the the one that's in CMML now. That I think he's going to come back pretty soon. Uh, what did you What did you see in these uh, these young guys and that festival? What did you What you think about that show?
4: I Forget the guy's
7: name off the top of my head, but the first one that wrestled Kamatsu. I think he's only like 18 years old.
4: Yeah.
7: And the match, Yeah, the match was only like four or five minutes long. The debut, he threw a drop kick in that match that was worthy of Okada. Honestly, it was like, wow. So it was only offensive move in a match, but it was impressive. And then the second guy, the one that wrestled Shotenaka, they said has like the most potential, but it was a debut. No, nah, I don't know.
3: One don't of, really of them is like a, a pretty big guy, right? Like not a typical Young Lion look.
7: No, no, no. You're thinking, um, you're thinking of something. That guy didn't ruffle That huge guy. He didn't ruffle yeah, yet. Yeah,
3: Okay. So they actually had three then, but only
7: two of them? Yeah. Wrestle? Right. Actually, no. I think they had four. But two of them just got introduced in the ring. One of them was the big guy who took his shirt off. And when Vince sees him, might want to sign him also. But
4: I think that, <laughs> uh, trust me, that
7: guy would check with the major pharmacist but um, supposedly that guy's a national champion wrestler in Japan so you know he might get like a bigger push right out of the gate because of that but, do,
4: you,
3: do you like the idea yeah. that apparently he's being floated around a Komatsu joining the Ego yeah
7: is that thing even going in Mexico now? I don't mean with Schomburg. Well, no, I mean, him.
3: like, I mean, just being with the Naito, Bushi, and Evil. Like, if they, to kind of bring them in, to kind of, like, name him, and then he goes on this excursion, and then he comes back, and he's.
7: Comes back in, you know. yeah.
3: That's,
7: yeah, it's not a bad idea, but probably the guy that to bring him back now next month. Uh, oh, I can't remember his name, a Mexico Hiromo or something. I assume he'll be probably in the spot of somber going to or get what ahead. had. Yeah. So I think he's coming back, and Garrato's leaving, which I kind of hate to see.
3: I hate to see it too, but they just never, outside of that one shot, like they just never really did much with him.
4: Yeah, two singles matches outside of the
7: junior tournament. That was it.
3: Sad. Because he, he brought it almost every time he was in one of those tags or, you know, anything else. It's just crazy.
4: Mm.
3: Like, I remember me and Paul always said, man, they got to do that Kushida and Dorada match. They never did it.
5: Oh. They're still Fantastica Mania.
3: Yeah. You know, that's what I was thinking. Like, I was sitting there the whole time they were doing that Dormon thing. I was like, where's Barbara. O- uh, Cabernadio so he can do the caveman thing while they're. I mean, he would have been a way better caveman than than the dude that was doing it all dressed up.
4: <laughs>
3: just, just saying. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, so who do you think is going to be the guys that they're going to key on now? With your you're removing two of your big stars. Who do you think is going to be the guys to step up?
4: That's a good look. Well, I think,
7: uh, midnight, you know, Matt, I'm willing to bet they changed that, uh, finish after all the news broke tonight, Because they're probably going to put Godot back in the top spot now. But if I was New Japan, I'd just take the guy back from Noah. Bring back Harry Smith, Lance Archer, Suzuki. And I'll just take the whole promotion and bring it over and net it into one. Cause you can't really put a young lion up there yet, you know what I mean? So, it has got to have main event guys. Just lost two of the big ones.
3: What do you think, Paul? Uh,
5: yeah, I think you go to your guys that are right there on the cusp, or you've purposely kept on the cusp in, in Goto and Naito. Um, and however you're going to have Shinsuke drop the Intercontinental title is going to be, you want to hopefully make into a star-making performance for somebody, uh, whether you think it's a Naito or a Goto or somebody else. Um, and then, you know, you have to, I, I don't know where else, I, I've, I'm fully down for bringing the Suzuki gun back uh, to, to bring some more life around, uh, if that is what they so choose to do. Uh, oh, yeah, or they got to
3: replace a big tag team too, so KES mm-hmm. can help do that.
5: Even, the, I mean, just, you know, Suzuki in general by himself, I'd be okay with that too. That dude is a beast. Uh, somebody who can work well wherever you want to put him.
7: Okay. Yeah, don't forget, the guy is most over right now underneath is probably hung enough, so he put you uh, move him up the show. Yeah.
3: I just, man, would they really do that? Would they move him up to, like, an IC title level, though? They probably got to get radical now, you
7: know, and try something different.
3: Yeah, I mean, it would be interesting, because, I I mean, I would have said beforehand that, like, I think never would have been the the highest peak he'll ever go, but you never know, because, I mean, Ibushi's going to be out still for a while, and he's obviously the guy that they'll probably... I, I mean, that's the same thing, like, you know, we obviously saw him take the step with Shibata now, where they finally forgiven the past. I wonder if this forces their hand with Ibushi, where, like, oh, well, regardless of whether he's doing stuff with DDT still or not, we're gonna have to, you know, go ahead and, and push him, because we don't have anybody. You think they, they pulled the trigger on it, or...
7: They have to pull a trigger on something, either that or they have to go outside the promotion and just buy a contract somewhere.
5: Yeah, I mean it, they could in turn, raid in, in turn as well. Um, I don't know who exactly they could they could grab um, that isn't already signed up with somebody for a while. But uh, there's there are guys out there I'm sure who would be willing there's to at least
3: like a bunch of the All Japan guys are not working with contracts, so you know, they could go grab some of them or you know, I don't know if you can try to get somebody from that's big in Dragon Gate or something, but you know they gotta yeah. look around I Well, guess. Most,
7: most of the guys that were really good at all Japan have now made their way back to Noah, so mm mm-hmm. you all Noah, us that's what I'm saying. You can go from old guys over theoretically.
3: Yeah, because you got uh, Go over there, Goji Ozaki and uh, some of the other guys that that are there. They could really help boost it a little bit. And I think that's that's the thing, too. I think this also helps, like, dissolve... I hope that this helps, like, dissolve the Bullet Club. Because it was starting to get a little long in the tooth at this point. Um, I mean, I, you could still have it around with the Young Bucks and but it's all Bullet Club B team now, do you really have somebody come in and take it over again? Or do you just dissolve it?
5: I mean, Kenny wants to move up to heavyweight. You put Omega in the lead role and let him keep rolling with the punches for a while if you want to do that.
3: See that happening, Tom?
2: You could try it with Omega.
7: Worst that can happen is it doesn't work, but... I just don't know him in a heavyweight picture. I don't know. But I think the the guy's talented, so he can, it doesn't hurt to try.
5: Yeah, I mean, if Ibushi can do it, I think Omega can more than handle it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean, if you really have a 220-pound limit and, what, Tanahashi is 227, I mean, if you're really talking about, like, your heavyweight class is one pound after that, I mean, you know, what. Well, it's not really, is,
7: really about the weight, though. It's really yeah, more right. or less the style. You I, I know think he mean, would so. probably,
3: obviously yeah. have to cut down some of the stick. But, you know, it, I, I'm sure if you tell him, hey, you're going to be a heavyweight, you're going to have to cut out the goofy stuff. I'm sure he'd stop that in a heartbeat. So, you know, oh, I, yeah, know, to be a top guy? Yeah. I mean, Gary, do you have a thought at all? or?
0: I mean, you guys make some great points. I mean, with the Bullet Club alone, I mean, I, I stated earlier, I think Omega's a, a great heel. I think he could definitely do something uh, like lead the Bullet Club. Um, it is a lot to be seen, though. It really is, and you just never know how that's going to go over with the crowd. Are they going to have the same enthusiasm for the Bullet Club with the missing members, you know? Sometimes, you know, uh, a big change-up doesn't always mean good things. Sometimes it means, you know, people lose interest. So it just depends on how the crowd takes it, really, honestly. well there you go guys Uh, that pretty much wraps up our New Japan talk and uh, of course this pay-per-view review that's right we've had a good time a lot of fun talking about Wrestle Kingdom 10 and of course some of the big news coming out of New Japan Uh, we thank you all for listening it's been a lot of fun and we hope you enjoyed yourself Uh, make sure you go and uh, check out uh, like I told talked before, the Facebook page and of course come and uh, you know, send all our uh, all your stuff you wanna, you know, maybe mention or maybe things you liked about tonight's show or even hey, you know, kinda give us your opinions. We want to hear from you and what you thought about this Wrestle Kingdom ten for sure. So go hit us up. We've got plenty of ways to come find us. We even have an email, Sean, that people can email us, right? And a, and a phone number they can leave a voicemail at, right?
3: Yep. Wrestlingmax at gmail dot com. Nine seven two five nine one eight six two zero. If you live in the United States, uh, you can go ahead and just call the number. It'll say leave a voicemail. You can leave a voicemail, and we can play it on the show, or we can just answer it on the show. You know. So I mean, it's it's all there for you if you want to use that
0: definitely so uh and also want we'll to let everybody know uh this is a uh you know special show but we do have a regular scheduled program uh wrestling in the max we do every thursday night that'll be of course once again this thursday and you can also hear us you know kind of talk more a little bit you know some a few things about wrestle kingdom but uh we lost most of that talk on this show so but come check out that show we'll talk about monday night raw uh, we'll also be talking about some other wrestling promotions like yeah. Ring of Honor, TNA, uh, just uh, a ton of TNA other stuff. TNA
3: on Pop TV, so I'm sure that'll yeah. be interesting. And uh, we'll have uh, our book review, which does pertain to New Japan. We'll be reviewing that Lions Pride book by uh, Chris Charlton. Uh, Paul and I have read it, and Gary's getting through it. And uh, I, I, before we get out of here, um. Because uh, this, I, I mean, I sent it out to the Facebook group, but I want to give anybody an opportunity to listen to the podcast that's not part of that. Um, we did uh, make a survey um, for uh, the podcast, uh, kind of asking what you like about the podcast, what you don't, if we add anything, uh, if we take away anything. Uh, you know, so what I need you to do, and I'll put it, uh, I'll put the link in the description. Uh, probably easier for you guys to find that way. Uh, now, I, for some reason, I can't find the uh, actual link to it. Um, but, oh, here it is. Hold on. Okay, so go to surveymonkey.com slash R slash 2. This is all capital letters. R slash uh, 2DKX36Y. And when you type it in there it'll say welcome to the rest of the max podcast survey then you just take the 10 questions and you know uh i can see your responses and stuff so you know uh, hopefully some of you guys that aren't part of the group or whatever you listen through other means you can take it and let us know
0: Yep. awesome so go check out that for sure uh, just let everybody else know that we do a few other shows uh, we do football to football which will be this Thursday as well uh, Just if you're a big sports fan you like the NFL come check that show out as well uh, we'll be doing of course a week 17 review and of course previewing all the wild card games this next week so uh, a lot of cool stuff on that show Sean anything else you want to mention before we um, anything uh, else
3: no I have no idea what happened but this last week uh, of the video game podcast was our most listened to podcast ever. I had no idea if that has to do with the Star Wars talk that we did on it or whatever, it, whatever it is. Uh, thank you, everybody that listened. And I'll figure out a day this week that we're doing it uh, probably either tomorrow or Wednesday. Okay. But yeah. And of For course, sure. always listen to uh, they just did their first episode. Uh, go listen to Patrick. And uh, Harry Broadhurst do ECW's December to Dismember. Uh, They talk all about that show. Why it's so bad. You gotta listen to it.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Or you could tune in this Sunday when we'll cover site number
3: one. That too.
0: Yeah, so you don't want to miss either episode. Go check out the one that's on demand, and, of course, hey, you can go <laughs> listen to the the one coming up. So uh, now that's going to be awesome. That is Sunday, right?
3: Yes, yeah, Sunday.
0: Correct. It'll
3: Sunday. be after the last playoff game.
0: Is one okay. We go live. So. so everybody go find that, and uh, Patrick will definitely uh, give you an earful of great stuff. So you want to go check out that show. Um, and of course, you know uh, we're just going to do our thank yous to everybody for being on this show. Um, definitely, Patrick, and we want to thank you for uh, you know taking your time out and be on with us tonight. doing as always,
3: especially with all your you know your palms with your voice, good going yeah. through that, man.
0: Yeah, sorry about that. Nah, no, you're good, man. I
3: mean, hey, you didn't have to be on. You made the sacrifice.
0: He did he did for sure. And I definitely I want to thank Tom, our new Japan guy. I I mean it is so a, you know, it's such a treat to have you on once again. Uh man, we really appreciate you.
7: That guy's appreciate it.
0: And of course, you know, uh for uh you know, Sean and Paul and myself, we definitely once again thank everybody for being on. Uh and of course, you know, uh, go check out all the shows we mentioned earlier. And there's only one thing we got left to do. And just want to, you know, kind of remind everybody if you're not living life to the max,
3: not living life at all. You know it. Please
0: later. <laughs>